Hey, good morning, Cultivate Church. We're so glad that you're tuned in to Church Online today. If today's your first time to be a part of Cultivate Church Online, we want to welcome you as well. I'm so excited to be worshiping with you today. Even though it's online, we miss you and can't wait until we can worship together. But today's an exciting day. There's going to be an inspiring moment of worship for us this morning and an incredible message. So we're so glad that you're a part. Get ready to worship and get ready for the Word. Hey, well, welcome everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Man, I'm so glad you're here with us today. If you're a guest with us tuning in for the very first time, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for being a part. Thank you for joining in. I do want to remind everyone that it's Holy Week. We're Palm Sunday is today, and this Friday coming up is Good Friday. We're going to gather together as a church this Friday night at seven o'clock, and we're going to worship together online and We're going to take communion together online. We're going to have a word to share with you. And I want to remind you, go ahead and put that on your calendar. Make plans to tune in wherever you tune in from. And let's celebrate Good Friday, the work that Jesus did on the cross together. Well, we're in a series we're kicking off today called Come Alive. And it's going to lead all the way through the month of April. And today, we're going to kick that off with a a message we've titled Buried with Burdens. It's a really... Uh, a proper time to talk about that is today is Palm Sunday. And you can see historically, it's on the Christian calendar, a day that we commemorate the day that Jesus entered into Jerusalem the week before that he would give his life for the sins of the world. And you see that he rode in on a borrowed donkey and they laid palm branches at his feet and they said, Hosanna in the highest. And they celebrated what they thought was going to be a king coming to conquer the world and reestablish a throne for Israel. But Jesus had something greater in mind. He didn't come to conquer the world, humanity. He came to conquer death, hell, and the grave and bring restoration to the world. So we see that symbolized in the donkey that he rode in on. And we see that he came to conquer death, hell, and the grave with the palm branches that were laid at the feet of Jesus as he entered into the city. And I'm reminded as we see it as a triumphant entry. That's what it's been labeled all throughout history. Jesus, I think, saw it as the heaviest burden that he would ever have to carry in his 33 years of life. You see, though, he knew victory and celebration would come over the next seven days. He still had to walk through the burden of Holy Week. You see, over the next three days, he would be betrayed, denied, renounced, The same people that shouted Hosanna in the highest when he rode into the city, just a few days later on Thursday would shout crucify him. Jesus was carrying burdens. He would literally, the night before he would be sacrificed, he went to the garden to pray and the Bible tells us that his sweat became blood. His blood vessels, it's a medical condition, his blood vessels were literally bursting under the stress load of anxiety and the the burden that he was going to be carrying because the Bible says that he was bearing, he was taking upon himself our sin. I know this, that Jesus knew what it was like to carry heavy burdens. And I think today, maybe more than ever, many people in our lives and in our nation and around the world were carrying burdens. The situation that we find ourselves in as a nation is unprecedented. So many people are sick or fearful of being sick. Many have lost their jobs. 
I know many are gathered around a device with their family today, but I also recognize that there are so many because of social distancing that are alone. They're carrying the burden of loneliness and there's financial stress and relational stress and emotional stress. It really is a heavy burden. But in the midst of all of that, I wanna bring you good news today. If you've got your notes, go ahead and pull those up. There's a link on the screen in front of you. Maybe you've downloaded those already. Our theme verse for this month is Romans chapter eight, verse 11, and it says this. Here's the good news. The spirit of God who raised Christ Jesus from the dead lives in you. And check out, this is what it continues to say. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit living within you. On this Palm Sunday, I want you to know that there is hope beyond the circumstances we find ourselves in. His name is Jesus. And through the work on the cross that he did, there really is victory. We're encouraged often in God's word with what we see as one another's. And I wanna share with you, we're gonna pray in just a moment, and I wanna share with you three one another's, three things that we see God tells us to do for one another that I believe can help us carry the weight. The Bible tells us this in Galatians chapter six, verse two, there in your notes, to carry each other's burdens. And in this way, you would fulfill the law of Christ. What's the law of Christ? We know it to be this, that Jesus said, all of the Old Testament law, all of the law can be summed up in this. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, and mind, your body, mind, and spirit. Give him everything you have and love your neighbor as yourself. How can we begin to fulfill the law of Christ by carrying one another's burdens? Would you pray with me? Father, we love you. Thank you for your grace. Man, I'm thankful for your word today that it is alive and breathing and real and for us. So God, wherever we're tuning in from, together as a body of believers, as people, uh, maybe that are just kicking the tires on this faith thing, just trying to, want, trying to just figure out what's gonna happen next in this world and, and the chaos going on around us, I pray that we would find a moment, a season, a, 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 a few moments of peace in your word, that you would give us direction, guide us, God, help us to live a life on purpose that honors you in Jesus' name, amen. How do we lift the weight? Jesus brings peace by our actions toward one another. So I'm gonna share with you these three that I think will be helpful. If you're taking notes, go ahead and write number one down is love one another. Love one another. In your notes in Romans 13, it tells us this, love your neighbor as yourself. I love in verse 10, it says, love does no wrong to others. So love fulfills the requirements of the law. This is all the more urgent for you to know how, for you know how late it is. Time is running out. Wake up for our salvation is nearer now than it was when you first believed. The night is almost gone. The day of salvation will soon be here. Come on, we're closer to eternity today than we were yesterday. You're closer to seeing Jesus face to face now than you were last week. And, and just because we're in a circumstance that has heightened that reality, it, it's always been true. We're always closer today than we were yesterday. And there's all the more reason that we should find ways to spur one another on, to love one another. Now more than ever, love something 
beyond what we say. It's, it's something far greater than something that would just come out of our mouth. There are people in need all around the world, and we have the incredible opportunity and privilege to be the physical hands and feet of Jesus to our community and to the world around us. Jesus said it this way in John chapter 13, verse 35. He said, the world will know that you're my disciples because of your love for one another your love for one another. They will know who he is because of our love for one another. I wanna share with you just a couple practical ways. How can I love someone? How can we love one another while social distancing? Come on, we don't want our good spoken evil of, right? We wanna, we wanna help flatten the curve and we wanna do what's right, but we can still love people extravagantly. The first thing I'll share with you, you can write this down, call them on the phone. Call somebody or do a video conference. Go beyond your comfort level of just text messaging. Come on, we're in a culture today that three months ago, the average person would never pick up the phone. The average person, if you called them on the phone, they're not gonna answer that way. They want you to text them or send them an email or message them. But can I tell you, can I encourage you today that the greater thing to do would just be pick up the phone. Hear somebody's voice. It's the next closest thing to physical touch and we need humanity. We need to feel one another and hear one another. Sometimes we forget about that, like, that obvious option because of all of the technology around us. But can I tell you, you can make all the difference in someone's day by speaking to them and saying, I just want you to know that I love you and I wanna encourage you today and uh, I'm, I'm praying for you. Pray for them over the phone even, just begin to do life with them and talk with them, have conversation with them. It's a real tangible way that you can love one another. This one's huge. The second one I'll share with you is listen intently. Actually, listen. It's easy to take this time for granted and not really focus on the people in our lives, really, especially the ones that we see nearly every minute of every day. Come on, who else is already uh, you're, you're a week or, or so into this, a couple of weeks into this, and some of you who are already staying home and haven't gotten out much, you're already kind of tired of one another, right? It's hard to, like, you get, everybody's in their end of the corner or their corner of their homes. And I just want to encourage you, listen intently to one another. The stressful news constantly vying for our attention, come on, that adds another challenge. I would encourage you, turn off social media for a season, for a couple hours a day even, and just begin to listen to people, really hear their needs. Read between the lines on that phone call when you ask, hey, how you're doing? And the average person goes, oh, we're doing great. We're doing okay. Listen to their tone of voice. If you're on a video call, try to read the body language. Really begin to listen and hear how people are really doing. For at least one interaction a day, pay full attention to what's going on in the conversation. I can tell you that the Spirit of God will be helpful in that, and he'll be able to encourage, you'll be able to encourage one another in those conversations. And I love this one. The third one I'll give you that's extra you can write down is give generously. There are so many needs. And church, I just want to tell you, you have stepped up incredibly. We've made masks for medical professionals. We've provided food for underprivileged kids and families and the elderly uh, who can't get out. You have already been running errands all over Shelby County for 
senior citizens who can't get out of their homes and get prescriptions and buy groceries. And you're helping that. You're being the hands and feet of Jesus in very tangible and safe ways. Your generosity is going a long way. We're already, this past week, began providing meals for kids in Mexico who would normally go to hunger houses uh, uh, with our missionaries there on the ground, but they can't get out and they can't get anything. There's literally no food in their homes. And your generosity is providing for people in need. I believe this with all of my heart, that giving really is the best way for us to show love to one another. So call someone, get on the phone, talk with people consistently and daily. Don't get isolated. Don't fall into the lie of the enemy and and just isolate yourself alone. Isolation is still the enemy's playground. Call somebody, talk to somebody, listen intently and find ways to give generously because the world will know who we are by our love for one another. We are still the church and it never has been a building. We're the church and we exist for the world. Come on, we can still see the light of Jesus reach our spheres of influence. Number two, if you're taking notes today, I want to encourage us to, how do we lift the weight? We pray for one another. This one's huge because in our culture, it tends to be for, for many of us, and it has been in my life at times, the last resort. Well, we've tried everything else. We might as well pray. But can I tell you, prayer should always be our first resort, our first response, not our last resort. Here's what the Bible says in James 15, I mean, James chapter five. It's a very popular verse, a familiar verse. It says, therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of the righteous person has great power as it is working. You wanna underline that part in that passage of scripture if you've got your notes or maybe you wanna write that part down in a notebook or on a sheet of paper if you're listening in. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. We realize that prayer's our first response, not our last resort. And I know that maybe you're listening in and you go, but Brandon, I don't really even know how to pray. I don't even know what I should pray. I'm so, there's, I'm so overwhelmed by what's going on in the world and what's going on in my life. I'm really, I, I'm, I'm kind of just stuck in this, what do I even do? Can I tell you this? The Bible says this about Elijah, that he was a man, he goes on in the very next verse, that he was a person with human nature just like you and I. As a matter of fact, it says, but he prayed for rain to stop and it stopped. And then he prayed a little later for the rain to come back and it came back. Can I tell you right before, if you read in the Old Testament before Elijah prayed, he was incredibly depressed. He had given up on humanity. He had given up. He he was asking God to take his own life. He was burdened heavily with the circumstances of life. Yet the Lord spoke to him and he prayed. He was a man just like you and I. He was carrying burdens just like you and I, except he began to put his prayer into action. Can I tell you today, if we would just pray, you have to work it. You have to work it. Prayer works if you work it. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. I'll have a large amount of tools, power tools and things like that and working around my home. They're great tools as long as I'm using them effectively. A drill does no good unless I pull the trigger to engage the power. And can I tell you, unless you're working your prayer, it's not going to be effective. And I just want to encourage you with this today. Your prayer, it works like my prayer. And our 
prayer, they work like Elijah's prayer. And here's what you need to know about prayer. When we pray, God's not responding to our prayer. Come on, there's nothing special about my prayer or your prayer. God's not responding to our prayer. He's responding to his promise. Here's a promise that he made in his word. In 2 Chronicles chapter 7, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land. God doesn't respond to the, to the power of our prayer. He responds to the good goodness of his promise. He's never broken a promise. Can I tell you, if you begin to work your prayer today, you'll begin to see God move. Why? Because he promised in his word that when we pray, he'll hear from heaven. It's not about how good your prayer is. It's about how good our God is. And I want you to know today, we serve a good God who wants to hear from heaven and he wants to heal our land. So this week, I want to encourage you, posture yourself in prayer one for another. God will keep his promises. I guarantee you, you begin to pray one for another. I would encourage you to set specific times throughout the day, maybe in the morning and in the evening. Maybe it's three times a day around the dinner table or on the breakfast table or lunch table and and maybe specific times in the afternoons where you would just take a moment. It doesn't have to be long and it have to be um, uh, uh, drawn out, but maybe you would just take specific set moments throughout the day and you would just simply pray. Maybe in the morning you pray for your family, afternoon you pray for our church, and maybe in the evening you pray for our nation and the world, and maybe we begin to speak to the, the, the circumstances and situations going on, and maybe we begin to see God do the miraculous. There's never been more time in history that I can remember in my lifetime that the local church, the church around the world has been unified so much around prayer together. Come on, I believe that when we pray, God answers his promises. So let's pray one for another. It lifts the burden from us back on to him. And Jesus said it this way, come to me all who are heavy burdened and I will give you rest. Come on, he wants us to cast our cares onto him. It says that in 1 Peter, to cast your cares upon him because he cares for you. So let's pray one for another. And then number three, the final thing I'll share with you today is encourage one another. Encourage one another. Love one another. Pray for one another and encourage one another. It tells us this in 1 Thessalonians chapter five. It says that God chose to save us through our Lord Jesus Christ. Not to pour out his anger on us. Can I tell you that that's still true today? Can I tell you that's still a true statement today? God has chosen not to pour out his anger. This, isn't, this situation that we find ourselves in, I want you to know today, it's not the anger of God being poured out on people. God doesn't, he's chosen not to pour out his anger. He's chosen grace through the, through the love of Jesus Christ. This says this in verse 10, Christ died for us so that whether we are dead or alive when he returns, we can live with him forever. And I love this. So encourage each other and build each other up just as you have already been doing. Can I tell you there's enough bad news in the world that we don't have to add to it? Church, I want to encourage you. Begin encouraging 
one another. Come on, if you think something good, let somebody know it. Again, give them a phone call. Shoot them some sort of message somehow. Let somebody know that you're praying for them, encouraging them along the circumstances that we find ourselves in. Come on, you're ranting on social media. That's not producing anything positive. Come on, we see that all over. All of us are kind of confined to that's how we communicate to the world. And We need to know that if that's the way that we're communicating to the world, the world will know that we belong to Jesus by our love for one another. And even in the way that we communicate, we're communicating love for one another. So find, I want to be found in my own sphere of influence, encouraging people, lifting people up. The old, uh, one translation says edifying, building up, encouraging the body, encouraging people. So encourage one another with these words. Here's what I've learned over this season that we have found ourselves in as a pastor that crisis really reveals our character. It doesn't cause us to act out of character. So if we find ourselves, maybe you can kind of take a litmus test right now where you're sitting in your home or on your device. Maybe just kind of look over the last couple of weeks and how you have been responding to circumstances and situations. And if you've been responding ways that probably aren't life on purpose or ways that would honor God or encourage others, maybe you would be able to take a moment in this season right now that we find ourselves in today and you would say, God, search my heart. Man, search my spirit. Help me to be encouraging to those around me. Come on, there's enough bad news going on in the world. God is calling us as the local church to be a positive influence in our spheres of influence. The Bible says it this way in Proverbs, and I would encourage you to take this uh, to heart. Even a fool is thought wise when he keeps his mouth shut. Everything doesn't need to be said. Come on, we are over inundated with content through this season that we find ourselves in. But I wanna encourage you, let the content that flows from our mouths, let the content that flows from our social media, let the content that flows from our influence be edifying to people and honoring to the Father. Let's, be, let's live our lives on purpose in a way that'll be a benefit to Shelby County, that'll be a benefit to the world at large. We wanna show people the love and hands and feet of Jesus through this. May they never see us and may they only see him. So here's the question, how are you encouraging your sphere of influence in this season that we find ourselves in. Can I tell you that your sphere of influence right now is probably greater than it's ever been. The world is looking at the church deeper and with a larger magnifying glass than it ever has before in our lifetime. And may we be found encouraging people with the love of Jesus. There's a greater hope than this world. His name is Jesus. Come on, the address is heaven. The Bible says that we are strangers and pilgrims in this world. Paul says it this way, if in this world is the only thing that we have hope, we are of all men most miserable. Church, I wanna remind you today, if you're tuning in today, maybe you're not a believer, there's a God in heaven that loves you more than you could ever imagine. There is a greater hope beyond the here and now. Come on, we should talk about heaven more. I remember growing up, we used to sing songs about heaven a lot, and I remember people who had been in their faith for decades even, they would talk about heaven more and more. Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, you can be also part of beginning a relationship 
relationship with Jesus is solidifying our eternity in heaven. Maybe you're tuning in today and you're carrying a heavy burden, fear, a financial burden, relational, come on, the unknown of what's gonna happen over the next few months and weeks. I want you to know that there really is a God in heaven who loves you more than you could ever dream possible. The Bible says it this way, that there's nothing you could do in this world, have done in the past or could do in the future that would separate you from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus. Come on, maybe you're there today and you're feeling the burden of just not knowing where, you, where your eternity is going to be. Come on, you, you're thinking today, if, if I were to meet eternity right now, I have no clue where that would be. I wanna introduce you into a relationship with Jesus Christ. The Bible says that God loved you so much that he sent his son to live a perfect sinless life in this world. And he sacrificed himself on the cross. Come on, it's Holy Week. We're about to celebrate Easter in the coming days. And that, that simply, what are we celebrating? We're celebrating that God himself became a man and he sacrificed himself for your sin and for mine. And as a result, he came back to life three days later, conquering death, hell, and the grave, providing a way for us to be back into relationship with him. And maybe if you would ask yourself this honest question, today. Do I really have a relationship with Jesus? Come on, if we were to see eternity tomorrow, would, I, would my eternity be heaven? Would it be eternally secure with Jesus himself? If, that's, if you don't know that, I'm going to lead you in a prayer right where you are. There's no greater thing you can do in this season that we find ourselves in than to begin a relationship with Jesus Christ. So maybe right where you are, you can pray in your heart, out loud, whatever that looks like. Dear Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I confess that there's nothing good in me apart from the blood that you shed on the cross. I accept you as my savior and I commit to follow you as my Lord. From this day forward, I'm gonna live my life on purpose. I'm gonna love people. I'm gonna love people. I'm gonna encourage others. I'm gonna pray for people. I'm gonna live my life in a way that honors you. I pray that you would allow me, guide me, direct me, give me direction on how to live my life out on purpose. Thank you for salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. And come on, church, maybe you're here today and maybe you followed Jesus. Maybe he's been Lord of your life. I wanna encourage you this week, let's live our life on purpose. This week, love one another, pray for one another, encourage one another. The best is yet to come. I can't wait to see what God does through you and your sphere of influence this week. Come on, we're the church. We exist for the world. I can't wait to worship again together with you soon. In Jesus' name. Thank you so much for spending your morning with us here at Cultivate Church Online. What a great morning together. Worship was incredible and a great kickoff to our brand new series. And I want to encourage you that if you made a decision to give your heart or your life to Jesus today, we would love to hear from you so that we can pray for you. Send us an email at the email address on your screen and just tell us about the decision you've made to put Jesus as number one in your life. 
And I want to say that, and just like every week, if you're part of Cultivate Church and you're a guest watching online, this moment is not for you. But those of us who call Cultivate Church home, you know what this moment is. It's a part of our worship every week, and it's our giving. And there's some simple ways that you can continue to give right there on your screen. And I just want to encourage you in this season to just trust God like never before. Remember that He provides for every need that you and I would have. And this week, as we live it, and maybe in a different way, go and live life on purpose. Make a difference in the lives of those around us. Never before has there been a moment so great so that we can live our life on purpose to make a difference in the lives of others and present them Jesus. We love you. We're praying for you. And we hope you all have an incredible week.